0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Good morning, 847 in the morning. I'm joined by, and I'm Chong, joined by Sherid Abdullah and Julian Ng, having just come off his grill with Tansri Abu Qasim. Now, gentlemen, uh, yesterday, the Malaysian Automotive Association President, Dr Aisha Ahmad, said that transport total industry volume for the car sector would be flat essentially, this year in 2019 because of a slew of factors from a strong, from weakening ringgit to slow de- domestic demand, but also primarily driven by the fact that new car prices submitted to the government for approval has been delayed and uh, which has, of course, affected uh, the rollout of new models. Um, Miti, of course, uh, being the butt of that accusation, came out with a response and yesterday they said that, um, in fact, today, they said that um, things are different now because under the previous administration, car companies got their approvals, and basically these approvals for car prices came with also uh, uh, certain incentives and rewards and benefits under the industrial linkages program. And rather than go through the through the normal channels, they went directly to the Ministry of Finance. So under the previous administration, that happened. Today, with the new government, no longer the case. It's got to go through the proper channels, and the proper channel is the Automotive Business Development Committee which is comprising representatives from both MITI, um, MOF, the MIDA, uh, MAI, which is the uh, Malaysian Automotive Robotic and IoT Institute, as well as the Customs Department. So because it's taking a little bit longer, because the deliberations are taking place, um, car manufacturers have to wait a bit more. But uh, it's basically to do with the fact that Malaysia is now a cleaner, more transparent place to do business.
2: Okay, uh, that normal channel, as you mentioned, Chuang, uh, goes by the very nifty acronym of ABDC uh, instead of ABCD. Um, so uh, this is a collective decision-making process, and the meetings are held monthly. And then the recommendations of ABDC are um, recommended to Mof to consider. Um, I can understand why uh, some of these motor auto companies uh, just skirt that and go directly to the M- Mof because it's it's kind of an onerous process. It feels Feels like it.
1: Okay, um, of course, um, some of the other statements that Mithi also made was that um, they said quite obliquely, and I think Malaysians are very good at reading between the lines, they said that the approval letters of, from MOF also explicitly stated that any gains from incentives received by the car companies are to be directly passed down to the RAKAT, so maybe... That didn't happen necessarily in the past. But of course, this is just reading between the lines. Also, uh, very much in the transport vein, Proton is facing a half-billion ringgit lawsuit from their former Chinese partner. And of course, we know that uh, Proton has a current Chinese partner in Chile. Uh, this is from a former Chinese partner, Goldstar um, Heavy Industrial. They are seeking 523 million ringgit. They said that they had a former joint venture company called Goldstar Lotus Automobile Co., where Proton at 40%, Lotus at 10%, Goldstar at 50%. They were going to do business in China uh, regarding Lotus, but never failed to transpire. And now this suit for 523 million ringgits.
0: Right, and uh, some uh, be- just a background of the uh, joint venture. Now, the company was formed the, uh, to produce and sell Lotus branded passenger, car- passenger cars, engines, uh, and parts, as well as components and accessories. Now, they they are also to provide after sales service uh, in connection with products uh, in in China. Now, the initial deadline to obtain the manufacturing license was uh, in 2017, 25th of September. Now, it w- and then uh, subsequently it was extended by the Party to the uh, to 31st of December 2017, uh, but however, it, it, they they still failed to obtain the state manufacturing license within the agreed timeframe. Um, so, it, it entitles either the party to terminate.
2: Yeah, this is not the first time. I think this could be a counter-suit as a vendetta against uh, Proton's uh, suit against Goldstar back in 2008 where Proton sued uh, Goldstar for having failed to get a Chinese manufacturing license. Um, This to and fro is going on but half a billion ringgit uh, that's about one third of that 1.5 billion loan that the government had extended to Proton one or two years back Uh, so hopefully this kind of uh, litigation uh, claims would not come to pass otherwise it would be a big hole for Proton
1: Of course uh, that's why DRB Hycom, which is the 51% owner of Proton right now uh, in their BOSA announcement yesterday described this as a material litigation which of course is because if uh, that amount of money is going to be hugely impactful to your bottom line and to your shareholders' funds. Okay, still very much in the same transport theme, the star biz is going with the fact that the new LRT3 contract will be signed soon, apparently before Chinese New Year, which is in less than two weeks' time. Now, according to the joint venture uh, to the LRT3's main contractor, MRCB George Kent, unpaid contractors should also get their outstanding payments by the month end
2: yeah you know you've you got to give people that money before chinese new Year, otherwise how are they going to pay out their Ang pals right
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and uh, they are are going to be happy cappers right
0: right that's right so um in the email that they in, in, in an email reply to stubby l r t project director patrick huang chi Liung he said that uh, the m r c b uh, and the work pack and said that the, the work package contractor uh, had a discussion with Prasana Malaysia this month uh, regarding the payment owed uh, to them now adding that Prasana Prasarana informed them that their uh, WPC will be getting paid uh, this month.
2: I think this is all about the sanctity of contracts isn't it because even if you accuse the previous government of uh, getting into really unfair contracts uh, still a contract is contract and if you cancel projects such as uh, the ECRL and you know, some of these other big Infrastructure projects, including uh, those uh, very long term agreements we, which we have with our southerly neighbor Singapore, you know, if you cancel them, uh, there, there would be very serious consequences. So, in spite of that change in government and the enthusiasm to re- do to things correctly from now on, you still have to deal with certain uh, provisions that's coming from the past.
1: Yeah, you know, yesterday I was talking to the energy minister, Mass Tech Minister Yobie Yin, and um, you know, she reflected because we talked about this whole cancellation of four IPPs. You know, those contracts that are still being developed and still being worked through, those can be cancelled. Those already implemented and being uh, ex- executed on can't be. So uh, clearly, I think LRT 3 was still in the works. And um, I think for Prasarana... Uh, who, f- for, for not having paid the contractors, I mean, they would have just said that since the work is in abeyance, payments should also be in abeyance. But what is also interesting is the fact that under the new LRC3 um, uh, 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 paradigm, Um, It will move away from being the project delivery partner model to a turnkey model. And basically the project delivery partner model, which is um, uh, practiced in the past, what happens is the the PDP um, uh, owner is paid a fee of about 6%. In fact, is paid a fee of 6% a year to make sure that the project is is done on time and to the uh, project cost involved. So that's construction cost plus 6% on top of that. Under the new turnkey model, mooted by the new government, uh, the, the, the 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 model basically is the contractor is the main contractor and responsible for seeing that the project is performed and executed according to the timelines and costs. So you don't pay construction costs plus management fee. You just pay for construction costs. Save money. So, so
2: so, basically in the old system that uh, a lot of uh, options for corruption, because when you are just paid a commission, you have an interest to really um, escalate the cost of uh, right. that particular project. But if you are a turnkey, uh, there are certain KPIs to fulfill. Otherwise, um, you don't get paid. And, and this reflects to me that, uh, you know, e- even with the sanctity of contract principle, uh, the government is in a position to look into the details of this project to see how uh, they can change it or how how they can uh, exit those uh, projects without any uh, big, uh, um, you know, uh, consequence to the country, to, to, the, to the finances of the country.
1: A bit of background on LRT3, it? Um sure. It runs from Bandar to Manda Klang, spans 37 kilometers. There's actually four contractors involved, and all of them are publicly listed. Mudajaya, WCT, IGM, and Summit Construction.
0: Right and also works on the project had slowed down in October last year now due to pending status of the new contract now which this followed a review of the project by the Pakatan Harapan government now again uh, sources told stub is that uh, MRCB George Kent and the uh, and the uh, contract had collectively wrote to Prasarana last week uh, regarding their concerns about the errors of payment due now this deadlock has uh, impacted players in the industry especially the smaller ones and uh, some who are said to be on the verge of bankruptcy.
1: Okay, good news for the Palm Mall industry because the MPOB expects CPO prices to breach 2500 ringgit this year. Now, the chairman of MPOB said, uh, Tanji Mohamed Baki Bakisali. he said that the performance is expected to improve. Production will be about 20 million, in fact, more than 20 million tons compared to 2018's 19.5 million tons because last year had low production, low exports, high stops, and low prices. This year, they expect prices to be firmer. Now, uh, also LMC International's consultant Julian McGill he said that he reckons uh, palm oil prices would hit maybe as high as twenty three ringgit, twenty three twenty three hundred ringgit per ton by June. And he um, and of course the story also mentions that the, the MPOB expects stocks to come up by twenty two percent to two point five million tons from the record high of three point two million tons. That's a seven hundred thousand um, I think metric ton reduction, which is good for prices because tighter supply most always relates to higher prices.
2: I think actually there's a lot of focus by the government on this sector because it's a great export uh, revenue earner for the government. And uh, not surprisingly, recently, um, you know, Theresa Cock talked about the love. Palm oil campaign or something, or rather, to that name, yeah. um, I'm I'm not sure whether you know the government should uh, get involved or the nation indeed should get involved in such uh, jingoistic initiatives. Uh, but there you go. This is an important sector for the economy, and uh, there is an onslaught against palm oil from the rest of the world, right? Uh, because of environmental concerns, uh, concerns that palm oil companies are clearing land and adding to the uh, climate problems.
1: Yeah, I I guess um, where Travails and concern. You know, the built-up inventory uh, comes from the lack of domestic demand necessarily, because a lot of it's in for export. I think Indonesia has a very aggressive biodiesel mandate. I think it's up to B15 over there, whereas right now we've got B7 in petrol stations. So basically, palm-based, uh, palm-based diesel. Uh, so the, henceforth, the transition from B7 to B10 will expect to be taken uh, taking place uh, all over the petrol stations all over the country um, by next month. I think I'm not sure. Uh, got to check. Um, but this is going to be taking a lot of the stockpile off the books and that's always going to result in higher prices. Um, B10 next month, that's right, according to Theresa Koch.
2: Right. Um, which which is continue an ammunition for uh, the environmentalists because uh, if you use pet- um, you know a food product for to put into your cars, uh, then actually that creates more concerned uh, concerns for the environment. I, I don't know how this will end. Hopefully not in a bad way.
1: Okay, uh, just very quickly. I mean the whole the new rule being mandatory for all from February 2019. Well, the B7 program for industrial sectors will be implemented from July this year. Okay, that's a wrap for the business news. We're going to be coming back with a market hour. So stay